We've also got COVID news from Florida. Today, we learned the Florida Department of Health suspended a medical director after he sent an email encouraging staff to get vaccinated. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, it's kind of presumptuous of him to assume that residents of Florida have the will to live. <laughs> the, uh, they made a choice. They made a choice. The official in question is Dr. Raul Pino, who leads the health department in Orange County. In an email to his department earlier this month, Pino wrote that he was concerned that only 219 out of 568 staff members had received two doses of the vaccine, adding, I am sorry, but in the absence of reasonable and real reasons, it is irresponsible not to be vaccinated. I have a hard time understanding how we can be in public health and not practice it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It is. He's right. It is hard to understand. Yet another Florida mystery, like why do so many old people move there the minute they get too slow to outrun an alligator? <laughs> We're learning more about long-term COVID effects, and they're not good. For instance, scientists have determined that COVID dick is real. Yes, but he prefers to be called Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I reprogged you. I rebooted you. Yeah, that was. I, rebo I rebooted you with that, that joke. <laughs> Thank goodness it's fun with Brittany Summers on the Brit Summers Show. to 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a country where the Democratic Party has been reduced to dispatching the president from town to town to spread the news. Because we don't have any viable media infrastructure in place, so Biden's got to fly town to town to let everybody know about our advancements and uh, whatever else they need to know. And just send Joe out there, he'll, he'll tell them. Because uh, we don't really care about uh, broadcast media infrastructure. We leave it to them and let them kick our ass. And not to mention, we do have <laughs> door hangers. Hey everybody, I got a door hanger. Well, you want a door hang? Would you like a windshield flyer? That's what we got, that's what the Democrats have. Because AM, FM, radio, well, I don't listen to that anymore, so like nobody else does either. Well, you got me. <laughs> and this is show number 426, which you can wedge in between the others. All my Motorhead listeners will understand what that means. But before I get this party started, I just want to ask our media, and in this case, none of them should call themselves news. None of them, including the ones you think, MSNBC and CNN. Are you done talking about an anti-vax hole with a tennis racket? Is that the most important story you can come up with right now? Does anybody care about an anti-vax hole with a tennis racket? No. Isn't there anything else more important going on? I don't know. Who on the editorial staff thinks that anybody cares about some anti-vax hole with a tennis racket. 
Enough with the anti-vax hole with the tennis racket. In Australia, no less. Who cares about an anti-vax hole with a tennis racket? Although I will say, I like playing tennis. And the only problem I have with playing tennis is, I don't know anybody who likes to play tennis. But playing tennis is a fun, leisurely thing to do. Anybody who watches tennis, well, you, you need a life. Man, I wish we had some news. I wish any kind of news at all. It's gone. You know, Anderson Cooper said a, a really ridiculous thing when he was on uh, Colbert a couple of weeks ago. He said, uh, in reference to uh, the, when we had real news on television, Walter Cronkite, Huntley Brinkley, Howard K. Smith, uh, and a whole bunch of names nobody remembers anymore. And, and he, he said, well, people back then based their trust in somebody they only watched 18 minutes each night without the commercials. Yes, the broadcasts were uh, 18 to 22 minutes long, and not to mention a, uh, a feature news story at the very end. I don't, I don't want to mention Charles Kuralt by name. Yeah, but that's all, where all that was. But <laughs> when he said that, didn't he realize that each and every night he's on his monologue is 18 minutes? Yeah, I guess we can't trust you because you're only on for 18 minutes. After that, it's all you know, opinion and interviews. And in a lot of cases on his show, he opens the show with not news, but his editorial opinion. And that'll go into the news. Well, like a lot of them do. I appreciate the format of the other shows that open with the stories that they're going to cover later on in the show. But on his, now and then, he'll open with his uh, editorial opinion which is fine, but don't take that away from the pioneers of real broadcast news. Yeah, 18 minutes a day, but you know something? That's, it was all in that 18 minutes, everything you needed to know, because also he also failed to mention that morning and evening edition papers were available, several of them in each town and city, and uh, all the stories you wanted to know in and over and in between, uh, they were right there in your newspaper, which back then, all the stories you knew you could count on, you could rely on, they were trustworthy, they were thoroughly vetted. And uh, right now, they don't do that anymore. Very, very seldom. In print, that is. It's a very sad thing, and I miss it terribly. I miss just news. You know who has news, although they're inundated with just spots now? And I don't know about the West Coast, but on, on the East Coast, there's only one station that I'm aware of that gives you just news, and that is 880 WCBS in New York City. I think that's the only one left. And if I'm wrong about that, great. I wish there were more of them. Oh, how I wish we had an all-news station here, without opinion, without any uh, inserts from right-wing networks like they, because they don't pay for that. That's free. That six hours of free programming provided to them on network, free time to radio stations across the country. It's free. That's why it's on the air. And then it gets held time inside it. You know, as long as they, you know, they have their own package of spots, they run those. That's the agreement. And then you can insert your own uh, spots there. It's, it, it's a win-win for radio station ownership. Well, we have nothing like that. And then Flada Weba that I'm aware of. I thought there was one in Orlando, but I was wrong. No, they do the news in the morning, local news, weather and traffic. And then, of course, they, they throw it to the network. Hannity, Tucker, Levin, uh, Ingraham, uh, and whoever else has uh, got their head up uh, Trump's ass. So everywhere you go, in every town you drive through, you don't even have to change the station. Oh, but I don't listen to that anymore. You. No, not you. Not little you. Well, you're not mentioning social media. Social media, yeah. It might have an impact on the vulnerable among us, but anybody who knows how to use their phone or their computer or laptop or whatever it is, anybody who has just the most fundamental understanding of how to use your, your device, there's a thing called settings, and you only see 
what you want to see. Yeah, that's that. Same thing goes for the racist, uh, fascist uh, Trump holes. They only see what they want to see. It's very segregated, like music. And that's where, that's where we are today. No more variety, no more differences of opinion, just theirs or just ours. Anyway, I have, I have a difference of opinion with anybody who supports death sentence because this guy, oh, what this douchebag is doing. This from the Associated Press. Just so you know, I'm not pulling this out of my shapely ass. Florida could shield whites from the discomfort of a racist past. I, I touched on this before because I mentioned one of the bills. There's uh, several of them. And then actually, they, they sailed through the committees and now they're uh, up against the uh, rules committee. So it looks like they're going to wind up on uh, his desk. If he can move his stomach out of the way to sign it. A bill pushed by uh, death sentence that will prohibit public schools and private businesses from making white people feel discomfort when they teach students or train employees about discrimination in the nation's past. And it received its first approval on Tuesday. Democrats argued the bill isn't needed, would lead to frivolous lawsuits, and said it would amount to censorship in schools. They asked without success for real-life examples of teachers or businesses telling students or employees that they are racist because of their race. <laughs> We're so screwed. Senator Chevron Jones, who I met at one of the meetings, he said, this bill's not for blacks, this bill's not for any other race. This was directed to make whites not feel bad about what happened years ago. At no point did anyone say white people should be held responsible for what happened. But what I would ask my white counterparts is, are you an enabler of what happened? Or are you going to say we must talk about history? Uh, no, they're not enablers. They're erasers. And, and it's not going to work. But that's, that's part of the, uh, that's been the uh, Ku Klux Klan uh, plan all along uh, for a hundred years. And that racism is wide open now. I mean, it's out there. That's what Trump did. That's why they love him. Because he gave credibility to racists. And with the full support of the United States government. That's why they love Trump. Kinda. Because they don't know what they want. DeSantis held a news conference last month in which he called critical race theory crap. Well, it, in a sense... It is crap because it's not taught in the schools. This is just a red herring. And he said he would seek legislation that would allow parents to sue schools and employees and sue employers and all this. And they're not teaching it anywhere. Critical race theory is a way of thinking about America's history through the lens of racism. It was developed during the 1970s and 80s in response to what scholars viewed as a lack of racial progress following the civil rights legislation in the 1960s. It centers on the idea that racism is systemic in the nation's institutions, well, yeah, it is, and that they function to maintain the dominance of white people. White people! I'm a whitey! Oh! Well, I got a I'm going to ask a question to uh, all the racists out there. I got a question for you. Conservatives reject it, saying it's a worldview derived from Marxism. <laughs> Such assholes. Uh, that divides society by defining, uh, well, who cares what they say? The bill reads, and it, and it does, I have a copy of it right here. An individual, by virtue of his or her race or sex, look at the way it was written, or this or that, does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. An individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish. Anguish! The bill is called, and it is, they call this individual freedom. And, and it was and it was filed by Republican Senator Manny Diaz, who's from Hialeah, the crime capital of South Florida. Way down in the Miami River. Down where the dope comes in That's where we own our shipment With illegal aliens And we don't 
have to worry, we won't get reaped off. The police will help us guard it as long as they're paid off. You want crack? You want uh, bath salts? You go to Hialeah. <laughs> and he said, it's not about ignoring the dark parts of American history. Already, he's digging a hole but rather ensuring that people are not blamed for the sins of the past. No, we're reminding them that their racism exists. That's what the, the, except for one thing, it's not being taught in the schools. But what these pubs are doing is they're taking it a step further where they don't want to teach any history in schools. And what do the Nazis do? That's why they burned the books. There is no past, there is no future. There is only now. That was one of the uh, rules in the Nazi rule book in Nazi Germany, was that uh, you could not speak about history, could not talk about it, learn it, read about it. And these guys are Nazi fascists, and there's no other way to describe it. Chevron Jones continued, the governor will continue to go across the country with his racist rhetoric on critical race theory. It's a problem that doesn't exist i think the governor's policies that he continues to push are racist yeah you think and then what when asked to comment desantis used the republican talking point that takes martin luther king out of context they took this one line out of there and they're all saying it and i'm going to say it like desantis People shouldn't be judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. You listen to some of these people nowadays, and they don't talk about that. You know what I want to ask uh, Ron DeSantis? You know what I want to ask him? Does he like the taste of uh, Trump's dick? Does it taste good? And and this uh, recent contretemps they have where they're arguing with each other, which I think is contrived. I don't buy any of it. Well, The best I can think of is that maybe... Uh, one visit to Mar-a-Lago, DeSantis did not swallow, and that upset Don. And this is, uh, I'm talking about Florida, but this is not a regional thing. This is going on in Tukas. This is going on in uh, several other states. And now, <laughs> in Virginia. Hey, you happy, Virginia? You happy you did that? I know Terry McAuliffe was no prize. I know he was a lousy candidate, and he always has. Not to mention, Terry McAuliffe was a lousy DNC chair. He couldn't win an election if his life depended on He he. I'm talking about when he ran elections for others. He, he, he's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, this should do it. Let's be disingenuous. That'll really bag those votes. So the two bills are uh, SB uh, 242. That one, one was filed by Joe Gruders out of Sarasota. <laughs> Uh, and if you look at the guy, it looks like he just took the sheet off his head. It goes further than that article went. He wants to ban not just uh, CRT, but it adds, there's a 10-point <laughs> a list of divisive concepts, including topics around racism, a racist, race or sex scapegoating. It goes on and on and on. See, that's what they do. They stuff these things with all of their hate and their 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 vicious racist rhetoric and then the one diaz sponsored is it's well actually no they were wrong it's called the stop woke act it would ban diversity training in the workplace see that wasn't in the article it would ban diversity training in the workplace mandates that business and schools must support the principles of individual freedom by teaching and training that and here's the following no individual is inherently racist Wow. Really? Now, how about this? <clears throat> you Republicans, you Trump suckers, are fucking racists. How about that? No individual is inherently racist. Sexist or oppressive. No, it's, it's not inherent. Racism is taught. Racism is taught by racists to indoctrinate more racists so they have more people to agree with. You're not born a racist. That's true. It's taught. 
and I'll be forever grateful for going through a public school system that was integrated. I was lucky. Look at this. Whether consciously or unconsciously, look at how they word this thing, solely by virtue of his or her race. Okay, but an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past. I had nothing to do with that. This is, this is ridiculous. And, and you know what? It went through it. The uh, Department of Education said, okay, this is just... They ought to just put the, uh, up in Tallahassee, uh, you know, the uh, Republican-led uh, uh, houses. Should they, they, why don't they just throw the sheets on and just show up to work that way? They might as well. They could burn a cross in front of the Capitol. No one's going to say anything about it. You'll read in the paper, Democrats upset. <laughs> Which is all we can do. Get upset. Get frustrated. Because we can't put our voice on the air. We have no voice on the air. Oh my God, MSNBC, it's the air. We have no voice on the air. And they have hundreds of voices on the air, 24 hours a day, everywhere, on the air. And yes, boys and girls, people tune in. The whitey righties, they tune in. And they listen religiously. And we're not anywhere around. We're not any, uh, no one can hear what we're doing about our progress, about any of the good things we're doing. They don't know. They only watch Fox News. Uh, well, not so much OAN anymore. <laughs> no, I won't see that. Uh, 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 Newsmax, which happens to be based right here in sunny South Florida. Right up uh, Yamato Road and I-95. There's Newsmax. Well, my question to you racists is this, and I want you to think about this. How do you define what who is white? Okay? I know it sounds, on the surface, it sounds silly, but think about it. If you got your, <clears throat> let's say, your dream utopia where everybody was white and anyone of color was gone or put in internment camps or uh, sent to another world somewhere in the universe. And there was nothing around but soft, pasty, soft white people. And then what happens? Well, then, some of you would be whiter than the others. Yeah, think about that. How white is too white? Or how white is not white enough? Uh, I'll have you know that I am, I'm proud to say that I am a natural beige. Uh, and I have that on high authority of Mary Kay Cosmetics. I am a naturally beige person. Not white. My driver's license says Caucasian, but that's a vague description at best because it doesn't say white. It says Caucasian. I'm a cock. But what is Caucasian? What is a uh, white? I'm really not white. I have a golden tan. Uh, so you're telling me, racists, that anybody who's white that gets a tan, uh, do they still qualify? I mean, how white is too white? Where do you where do you draw the line at white? Okay, there's different shades of white. I mean, you can go to Home Depot, and every can they sell on the shelf is white. But if you want a beige or a taupe, or you want it to antique white or whatever it is, you can't just go by the stark white. Okay, and I got news for the racists out there. You're not white either. You're pink, fat, pink, diluted mental cases. Uh, or or uh, some of them are just red because they're from all the alcohol. Or they got jaundice. No, they're not white. How white is white? There's only two kinds of whites in this world. And that's Johnny or Edgar Winner or Conan O'Brien. And I don't know if any of the Winter Brothers are still around, but that's it. You have to be, how, you have to be whiter than Conan O'Brien. That is the question. Because that's almost unattainable to be as white as Conan O'Brien. Now, if you're that white, uh, then you're okay, right? Uh, so you have to decide who's white and who's not as white, okay? There, there you go with your racism, with your bullshit uh, critical race theory thing that doesn't exist you can shove it up your white, pink, or brown, in most cases brown, hole. This state. You, you want to move the... 
All my listeners up north, yeah, it's cold, it's snowing, but you know what? Enjoy it, because you're not here. Uh, what people give up just to get in a, away from weather reasons. And the weather here's not that great either. This is the the handful of days here in Florida where it's nice. Lows in the 50s or 60s, highs in the 70s, low 80s. And, and it's that way maybe through February. After that, it just gets hot. And it stays that way forever. No change of seasons here, except for this uh, it is typical few days of nice, clean, fresh air weather. Where you don't smell, where and the rest of the year you smell the swamp. It stinks outside in Florida. And then and Florida pretty much stinks altogether, except for the restaurants. The food here is very good. That's about it. So if you want my advice, my life advice, because I made this terrible mistake myself. Uh, well, first, my parents forced me to move down to this toilet. When you're a kid, you don't have much say in that matter. Now, do you? So we wound up down here. And when my uh, career took off, uh, I moved back up there. But then I moved back down in my stupidity, but my defense, but uh, Clear Channel bought every company I was working for. Uh, My business manager up there died and there was nothing really left except for Neil Rogers down here at WQAM. And And at that time, he wasn't even here. He was in Canardadia. But now, like an idiot, I came back here and I should have stayed. Oh, I should have stayed. Something would have felt. I mean, uh, there was uh, nothing at the moment, but uh, something would have happened if I stayed. Because at that point, Neil went only another eight years. And then, and that was it, and that was over. More on that later, because like, I'm going to talk about Weird Al. But outside of the uh, weather, <laughs> I can't believe the weather. <laughs> damn if i had the money if i had the means if i had the wherewithal i'd be back up north so fast but it's really crazy stupid expensive up there there's no way i could do it but that would be the first move to move because this place is going to get bad you know they're talking about uh civil war happening yeah i don't see you know what they're not that big in the Civil War, here's what the, the point they're missing is. In the Civil War, it was the entire South. The entire South started the Civil War. But it's just several states in the South. And like Florida, you know something to be like back then. Florida really wasn't in it. It was. But you don't hear about Florida much in the history books about uh, Civil War. It was there. I mean, we had the forts and all that stuff but not to the extent of georgia and north carolina and all that maybe north florida there are a bunch of hillbillies up there um i don't see it as a uh, out and out civil war would i see it as a terrorist uprising i don't know if you would call that a war it will be a terrorist uprising uh by directive of social media and of course the broadcast airwaves jessica rosenworcel Yes, it will be carried out by them, just like it was on January 6th. So there will be killings, there will be murders, there will be bombings, there will be people run over in protest. If you want to call that a civil war, uh, okay, it's not... Re- but that, that's what they do. That's what they're trained for in their backyards. Or their friend's farm. <laughs> uh, and then that's uh, what it's going to be. Uh, the only chance they have of having any success with it is following through with these unconstitutional laws that uh, 19 states put on the books where they can just <gasps> overturn your vote. Yeah. That's why, you know, I had the uh, regional director from uh, rideshare2vote.com last week and it occurred to me, well, it's like people want to vote, people will vote and, uh, you know, it's going to be a massive turnout for the midterms, no doubt in my mind. But here's the problem. It won't count. And then what are you going to do? And here's what I'm hearing from our Democratic leadership and scholars who know much more than me, 
my question to them is this. If you're going to litigate post-election fraud and you, and you take it up to the Supreme Court, what do you think is going to happen? Post-election fraud or just uh, the unconstitutional rejection of people's right to vote or people's votes, throwing them in the trash or naming electors to, to, to vote the other way that the, the votes came in or, or have fraudulent electors like these seven states that we already know did. If you're going to do that and you're going to litigate, let's just litigate. You're going to litigate it up, okay, let's say to the Supreme Court and then what's going to happen? What do you think they're going to do? Hmm? Their verdict's going to be... Okay! They have no problem with overturning the vote. Yeah. Now, I'm just a crazy tranny in South Florida, but what do you think it is? And then I'm hearing talk about it, of course. That's, you know, that's the best thing Democrats are. They are real good at talk, except for getting it on the air. But they sure talk a great game. And I'm hearing talk about expanding the Supreme Court which can be done. It's not a big deal. It's been done before. They can expand it as much as they want. And it's not surprising that the changes to the filibuster, the, that failed miserably because we have, well, of course, President Joe Manchin and uh, this formerly homeless uh, cinema is what you get when you give a high position and a lot of money to a homeless person. And my, and my prediction for her is she doesn't care if she, and she's in there till 24, but she doesn't care if she loses that seat because uh, she's probably landed by now a cushy lobbyist job. Uh, here's the problem with that. She's so stupid, she won't even be able to hold that down. So, Kirsten, I hope that abandoned gas station's still standing for you because you have few years from now, you're going to piss all that money away and wreck the cushy job that you've obviously been awarded. And you're going to wind up right back there. That's why when the press is after her, uh, she goes to run and hide in the uh, bathroom. Well, that's because she finds security in the bathroom because that's where she used to sleep every night. But according to Liz Warren, they're not going to give up. They're going to keep filing and filing and keep... And that's the way you should do it, don't give up. Fight. Because that's what they do over here. Okay, it's like, here's what's got to stop. A Republican and a Democrat sit down for a game of poker. The Democrat knows that the Republican's playing with a fixed deck. But, to be nice, they just keep playing. <laughs> and while I'm on the subject of uh, the uh, power company down here, Florida Power and Light, is now raising their rates as high as they like. And when asked why, they just said, What you gonna do? Nothing. What, was shake an angry fist? Uh, go to another power company? You could shop different power companies, right? No, you can't down here. Although it's my understanding that up in the north part of the state, there are three power companies up there. But not down here, no. We're relegated to just one. What you gonna do? Not a damn thing. You pay or we shut your lights off. That's their policy. It's all about uh, freedom, free marketplace, right? Yeah. <laughs> And solar energy, you, know, you should see the beautiful marketing ads that they have run on our uh, televisions here about uh, how they're focusing on solar energy. It's the future. It's uh, Yeah, uh, they're not. They're still nuked. And uh, if they did go solar, would they pass the savings on to us? No. No, they would not. And if you complain about it, eh, they would simply say, What you gonna do?
for everybody parked under the tower listening to the Brit Summer Show. Uh, this is the uh, wrap for this week. And I have to say that because uh, all of my online listeners, which I hope you are too, are wondering why I went so long first segment. Well, don't worry about it. I take a chainsaw and edit this so, <laughs> so it can get on the air. Yeah, you, you, you let me worry about that. I want to thank everybody for... Uh, Actually, it, it works. My new email address, the Brittany Summers Show at Gmail, one T, one M. It works. I got my first email this week through there and it's working. Thank you very much. That means SoundCloud works too. So if you want to reach me, uh, there you go. It works there. And uh, thanks for contacting me, Rusty. And as I said, you have the distinction of being the very first email received on my new email address. So everybody online, stay tuned, and uh, everybody else, I'll see you all again here next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Nothing. This is the WWN Network. WWNN. You have the ride to vote. Round trip to your polling place and back. And it's free! With two-hour advance notification, our drivers will pick you up, wait for you to cast your vote, and take you home. Simply download the Ride to Share Vote mobile app or call 888-977-2250. For more information and service map for your area, visit rideshare2vote.com. That's one word, rideshare2vote.com. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Has a new governor, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican wasting no time acting on campaign promises, signing an executive order to keep what he calls CRT, critical race theory, out of Virginia's public schools. Attacking CRT having a ripple effect across the country, including the banning of books, fiction and nonfiction, that delve into issues of race and so much more. Looking to learn about American history that doesn't make you feel bad? Time Life Books presents the Glenn Youngkin Collection. Each week you'll receive a new Youngkin-approved text which avoids addressing racial inequality, like a raisin in the fun, to thrill a rocking bird, 12 beers a Dave, and I know why the cage bird sings karaoke. You and your children will love learning that racism is over and there's no reason to think about it anymore. Other titles include The Color Urkel, The Autobiography of Malcolm X-Men, Roots, Turnips, Beets, and Other Root Vegetables, and even the complete works of Toni Morrisoni. Hi, I'm Toni Morrisoni and you'll get all my stuff. Like Beloved, that's about my ex-girlfriend Gina. Point is... Take me back, Gina. I'm running out of words to say I'm sorry for kissing Angela. So start avoiding addressing racism today with the Time Life Glenn Youngkin Collection. Remember, those who don't know history are doomed to be governor of Virginia. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. I dredged this one up again only because it's one of my best. Vocals and music. I made this. Yeah, this is me. Back in the halcyon days of getting a paycheck. I was depressed and feeling lonely Until I found me a religious faith Said the show how much I need her I had to quote the Bible like a preacher I'll get religious if she'll have sex with me Abuse or heavy drugs So there you go Tell her that you like her Even though you're a faker and a liar Then you're gonna spend some time In between her legs Just like a pony holy born again If you wanna get your hand in her pants Just say you talk to Jesus today Like you really do 
I don't know if I could do that again. Could I do that again? No. No, I think uh, that part of my talent has dried up along with the paychecks. You're listening to The Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and of course, the ever-popular <laughs> Radio Public. And not to mention Spotify, which came to my attention. Yeah, it's on uh, Spotify, which I have no control over. Evidently, uh, I, I got word that they don't update the shows. They're playing old shows on there. Well, I got no say over it. They do what they want. Hey, uh, well, at least it's on there, right? Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. I can't tell you how grateful I am for the generosity of my audience. I mean, more than ever, it's a big relief to know you're out there supporting this program. I'm speaking of uh, donating to programming that you like. You know, this PBS, they have these... Uh, drives they've always had these since it was on and at first yeah they they depended heavily on public donations and uh underwriters Uh, but now i find out (laughs) they're on amazon prime pbs they have a platform on amazon prime you know what that means that means they make money but it's like why are you still asking us and why are you still accepting money from the coke foundation PBS, not as just schleppers out here like me, uh, trying to uh, do things like, uh, I don't know, eat food. Uh, And uh, thank you for doing that. If you haven't already, that's okay. (laughs) Just, if you feel like it, uh, (laughs) hit the donate button on thebritsummershow.com. And now if you email me, yeah, evidently the link works. So just click on contact and it, you could send your uh, submission right in there and it works. And I would be remiss for not mentioning the primary sponsor and only sponsor I'll ever have on this show. And of course, my uh, Coke Industries underwriter, Ernie. If not for you. Yes, if, if not for you, Ernie, I'd be cutting my wrists right now. And let it never be said that I don't have a good memory. Well, sometimes I don't. But here's one of your favorites, Ernie. Once there was this kid who could stick his hand under his arm and make disgusting sounds, and then he'd stick his tongue out. And then he turned his eyelids inside out. Drank a glass of milk from a straw stuck up his It is the Brit Summer Show, and I, I have to wonder, uh, because I, I just saw the news this week, that they are making a biopic about uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. So my question is, why? <laughs> uh, did he die? No, the drop didn't work. I, I guess he's still alive. Weird Al Yankovic is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. But they're making a biopic like he died. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, he is a, uh, a parody artist, okay? Now, here's my... Uh, I'm not, for all I know, it might be good. I don't know. They did another movie. He did another movie called UHF, which was funny. Uh, and he is a funny guy, but... Gee, and, and I'm speaking 
as from 1988 to 2009, a very sought-after, well-paid parody artist, which I, I had a very nice career with it. And I'm speaking from that perspective. Uh, Weird Al Yakubek, I think it was 79 or 1980, submitted a uh, parody of My Sharona, My Bologna, uh, where he just was just him singing and an accordion. And it was unique. It was funny. It was uh, a great act. It was a great idea. And, and I thought, this guy's good. I'm, I'm like, that's funny. That's what you do. Uh, and then he did a few more, which was great. What was it? Uh, I Love Rocky Road. I mean, they weren't like, you know, fall off your chair hilarious, but they were, they were funny. Uh, and then, and, and I was all for him. I'm like, yeah, okay. Here's a guy who was, he didn't exactly struggle, but he started out humbly enough and he did well and he put out some funny material. But then, uh-oh, then he gets a producer. And it just so happens to be Rick Derringer. So his producer's Rick Derringer and I'm, I'm like every other parody artist in the country is going, that's not fair. Rick Derringer... I'm an amazing musician, one of the best producers. You got to, well, what fun is it now? What fun is it? You're going to, it's almost like hiring Quincy Jones to do your parodies for you. It's like it's too polished. It, it loses all the, I mean, you might as well sing to a karaoke after that. It, it, the music was perfect. Uh, and how, how can it not be with Rick Derringer doing? Who's Rick Derringer? If they're going to make a documentary or a biopic about Weird Al Yakima, what they really ought to do is make a biopic about Rick Derringer. Now there's somebody who's interested. Indiana. Uh, this is actually a cover, but no one heard the original. And it was a huge hit in 65 up against the Beatles. And of course, it actually was a, a ripoff of uh, Louie Louie. Yeah, Rick Derringer. I mean, how successful would I have been if Rick Derringer was my producer? I mean, how can you lose? So do, do the biopic about him. Where the hell? Who cares? This guy's interesting. <laughs> this guy has a story to tell. Rick Derringer. What else did he What else did he do? Let me think. What else did he All right. You know, this thing still rocks. And it's fun to play if you're in a band, you know, a local band jamming or something. It's still a fun song to play. And I Don't Care it came out in 1974. It's fun. It's a good song. It, st it stays up, and I'm really grateful that uh, one of these corporations didn't buy it up yet and uh, soil it with an Applebee's commercial or something. Let's see a biopic about Rick Darren. still got balls. I, I, I don't care how old it is. It's still a great rock song. 
And in the midst of disco, this still climbed the charts, did well. Nothing against Weird Al, I mean, uh, it's okay, alright, I just don't understand why <laughs> a biopic? What is he, an icon? Is he, is he supposed to be an, icon, an iconic parody artist? How about a biopic about Alan Sherman? Now there's an interesting character right there, read his story. <laughs> Tell me you can't make a biopic about Alan Sherman, or Tom Lehrer. Those are the greatest parody writers of all time. Not to say that Weird Al wasn't. I mean, he was okay. His early stuff was funny. His new stuff was too manufactured and polished. And I guess it had to be if you had all that powerhouse behind you doing it. I think Quincy Jones did produce one of his albums. I mean, you just can't lose, okay? And it, and I still think it's not fair. Am I jealous? Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. The best in the business worked with him. And now he gets a biopic for uh, just, I guess, hanging around. <laughs> I could only wonder how I would, how my stuff would have sounded if I had Rick Derringer uh, doing the tracks, doing the music tracks, instead of just little old me. I mean, I'm no weird owl. But I was on a, I was on the Dr. Demento charts. When he was, uh, if you look at the Dr. Demento top 10 list. You will find this on there. It was right up there with Weird Al and Barnes and Barnes, otherwise known as Bill Mooney. It's a stupid song, but it got a lot of airplay. Well, we were out on our first date after eating at a Mexican cafe. While we were driving in my car, let one go that almost blew us both away I asked her did you cut the cheese then she turned around to look at me and said girls don't fart girls don't fart she kept on telling me that girls don't fart but I do the odor permeated through my clothes and in my hair and so I rolled the deadly squirt Then I held my nose and covered it with my shirt I turned around to get her back With just a matter of time before another attack So I asked if she was okay Then she looked at me And all she had to say was Girls don't fart Girls don't fart She kept on telling me that girls don't And you know something? I have here the uh, same harmonica I used. Wrong key. So where's my biopic? And I was that was a real early one. That was a real early Boca parody song, and it wasn't actually requested on the uh, Neil Rogers fan page, but uh, I saw it, and. Uh, Turns out, I mean, after, I, I never thought about it before. This is really early. It actually aired on Zeta 4 FM. Uh, 
which is kind of funny to say since nobody remembers Zeta 4. Nobody remembers FM. Well, especially if you're a Democrat. Nobody listens to the radio no more. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, this aired on Neil's show in 1988, late 1988, just before he went to WIOD because he was always whining about getting the soup from Boone. Boone had a, I think it was, a Thai restaurant. I think it was a Thai restaurant. And he would occasionally bring soup. I believe it was the coconut soup. He'd bring the coconut soup in the studio. And then when Neil would get in the mood for it and Boone wasn't around, he'd scream for Boone, where's my soup? And this, this poor guy, Boone, would drive, I think it was in Lauderhill, which was at, or Lauderdale Lakes. It was a 30-mile drive to where Neil's studio was. He'd drive down there and get him his uh, coconut soup. But that's where this comes from, and it's real early me. I think it was a real thrill, I'm not sure. And I do know, this is probably just when karaoke's just started, so I didn't have that available. I had to do everything else. And I multi-tracked it on a cassette. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want the soup right now, okay? I want it right away. Oh, won't somebody try to get me some young guy? I really got to try some young guy. I could just die for some young guy. And I want my soup right now, okay? I want it right away. Some young guy. There were six members, and don't ask me to explain why, because nobody really knows. But Rudy West was lead singer of the Five Keys in 1955, and if you don't know Rudy West, think of every Drifters song you've ever heard, and the lead singer was Rudy West. And he died very, very young. Do a biopic about him. (laughs) Weird Al. Weird Al's going to get a biopic. I guess because... They got nothing better to do. Okay. He's not even dead yet. I could be wrong, but I think the first lead singer for the Drifters was Clyde McFadder. And nobody knows who he is, but he had a lot of hit songs. And he he was murdered. Do a biopic about him. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) You've been listening to the Brit Summer Show. And thanks for uh, tolerating my hysterics this week. I'll be back with another one for you to download next week. Oh, look at this. Meatloaf. He died? Yeah, he died. You won't see him no more. An anti-vaxxer. on that next week. And until then, this is Britt Summers saying, if you have any loved ones that live up north, show them that you care. Tell them to stay clear of Florida. And if they don't like the cold weather, butch up and spring for a jacket. Scientists have determined that COVID dick is real. Yes. But he prefers to be called Ron DeSantis. Thank you. Oh! Thank you. Yes! Absolutely correct, sir.